This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Hey, everybody. Today, we kick off season two of Under the Canopy with a great interview from the team here at Web Canopy Studio. And we're talking about great SaaS website design trends to follow in 2020. Check it out. everybody, John Aiken here from Web Canopy Studio. It's lovely for you to hear me. Um, thank you so much for listening. We are back with season two of Under the Canopy. Last year we did a number of awesome things. Um, we kind of formatted our podcast as like a, a group discussion. Truth be told, a little full transparency here, we, we were using the podcast as a way to help produce more content um, for our, not only the, the podcast, but the blog itself. So um, if you guys do any kind of searching around some of the things that we, we worked on, you'll find a number of our blogs on our website um, that are actually embedded uh, podcasts, which is a great strategy. And I know we talked about it in some strategies as well. Uh, we're going to continue doing that too, because we think content planning and podcasting and video kind of goes hand in hand. So you'll see some of that um, more and more as the year goes on. But uh, there's some more exciting stuff happening right now. And I'm really excited to get uh, 2020 underway. Um, we're going to switch up the format a little bit, actually. So the format of the podcast is changing. Um, we're going to have, we're going to still continue to have our group discussion, uh, which in fact we have one today, which we'll bring in, uh, here in a second. But, um, we're also, we've been kind of sneaky, sneaky, and we've reached out to a number of awesome guests to come on the show. So I don't want to give away too much just yet, but we have some pretty cool, uh, guest speakers that'll be coming on that are just going to meet with us and, and share their knowledge about, um, you know, building a, a, a marketing department, running marketing for SaaS uh, companies and so on. So it should be a really awesome, awesome year. So thanks again for, for listening. I do want to give a shout out. We've, we've had a number of listeners now and I look at the analytics and the stats and you guys are all over, which is really cool. Um, and I, I know we have a number of our existing clients listening now too. So hello to any of you guys and do apologize if we share any awesome stories about you uh, during this po- podcast. So another little bit of a shout out here to the Web Canopy Studio team. We've had a phenomenal year. 2019 wrapped up really, really awesome. Um, and 2020 has just already kicked our butts to start the year off as far as the, the amount of work that's going on in our office. I can't believe how much the team is working and um, really, really proud of, of all of them. Again, we'll have some of the, them come in here in a second. But we'll chat through a couple things. But I want to just give a testament to that by sharing just a testimonial of some of the people who have experienced uh, the, the team and what they've delivered and how they've helped. And so we've worked with um, Oregon State University on a really cool project. Uh, we redeveloped Oregon State's professional and continuing education um, online programs. So we redid a, a large portion of Oregon State's website for this department, uh, allowing alumni and, and people who are wanting to be a student go back and get certifications and, and do online coursework. Um, as well as go to like postgraduate co- coursework as well um, that might have classes in an actual facility. And so Greg from Oregon State 
wrote a really great review of of our team and i think it's worth giving a shout out to them because they the team has been working so hard greg says so happy we chose them web canopy is the real deal finding an agency is super hard especially when you have a lot on the line there are so many agencies out there with slick home pages and rehearsed pitch that it feels nearly impossible to discern who can actually deliver in short, Web Canopy delivers big time. He goes on and gives a shout out to Liz and Larry and Blake from our team who just were really instrumental in the development of that site. And Greg, we couldn't have been happier to work on this project with you. We're excited to continue to work with you as time goes on. And yeah, like, thanks, buddy. Really appreciate uh, the kind words and the shout out. It means so much to see that kind of stuff come through. Um, I would love to take credit for it, but I can't because all I did was uh, sign a contract at the end of the day. And so the team here is really um, what holds everybody together. So uh, enough blown smoke. Um, <laughs> we're going to uh, go ahead and get started. So that we, we had a um, an interview in our office where I sat down with Sonny. She is our office administrator. She helps things run smoothly here in the office and cracks the whip on all the employees. Uh, and in the nicest way possible, of course. Um, Sam, who was previously in sales with me, he was a growth coordinator. You guys have seen um, or heard some podcasts with Sam before. Sam, um, in the new year, transitioned to a new role of working on the accounts team. So he works with our clients directly now on the account side, which is a great move for him. And then Liz, Miss Liz is our creative director and every single website that comes through this office must go through her. So she has some really great insight to share because we wanted to put together a podcast that was focused on what are the best website design trends to follow this year, especially as we have accounts that are with us for one, two, three years, and we see these trends over time and how things are working. And so our agency has shifted quite a lot to a different way that we're doing website development. Really over the last six months, we've, we've really tightened uh, and locked in on where we're going with website design. And so there's a, a lot of things in here uh, to go through. And I think we drop um, some major knowledge in this interview. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to me, I guess, uh, for uh, for the internal interview from Web Canopy Studio. Quiet. Wait, I have something really important to say. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to Web Canopy Studios podcast called What's called Under Sam? the Canopy. Under the Canopy. Brought and to you by Web, Canopy, Web Studio. Canopy Studios Brought production. Oh my gosh. We have the voice of the podcast intro with a special guest, Sonny D. Longtime listener, first time caller. Caller. <laughs> I feel like we just saw behind the curtain, like we just saw the Wizard of Oz, like, oh no. <laughs> we need to have more of this, honey. Are we all excited or are we all a little bit disappointed? Well. About you being about you? <laughs> you know what? Nobody answer that. Yeah. Um, hypothetical question. 
Rhetorical question, we'll say. How about that? Oh, yes. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, we actually have another master class coming out soon that's about our uh, budget planning master class for mm-hmm. 2020. I just sent the first email out today, and it's got a lot whoop, of opens, whoop. Sonny. <gasps> How many opens? A lot. Like, a lot? A lot. Is that an important metric? It's a vanity metric. Mm, okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, budget planning webinar. If you haven't got the email out yet or, or masterclass, um, there's probably a banner on our website if this uh, you're listening to this at a timely time. So um, have a go. Take a look and see. We'd love for you to come and check it out. And kind of on point and on theme for today, we're actually talking through uh, great SaaS website design trends to follow in 2020. Mm-hmm. And this is coming out of, um, we've, we've had a lot of site launches in the last couple months. A lot, yeah. It's been a more busy- More to come. And more to come, yeah. <laughs> and we're seeing some trends and some themes come through as to what's working and what's not. Um, basically like user experience, how they're showing us what they're doing on the site. And so we're going to push that through into- um, into 2020 and and how to allocate your time and your your energy on your website when you're going through what should be on it what shouldn't be on it and putting that into good use for your layout and your wireframes so that being said liz let's start with number one what are some great website design trends to follow in 2020 um, so really getting into starting to answer the questions that your customers have right from the beginning you know uh, you don't want to have a tagline you're not nike you don't need to just do it right? You need to actually have something to say. You know, you're not think different either. You got to have that long-term goal, like really kick it off, set that, um, the client up for success. Like what are they going to do with you to make next year be the best year yet? I feel like I hate the silly taglines. A lot of people do that and it's such a pain in the butt because it doesn't tell your, your users or your visitors what it is you actually do. Right. It doesn't say anything. Mm Mm-mm. You know, it's maybe it's catchy, maybe it gets stuck in somebody's head, but they're not going to ever associate it with you. No. I mean, unless you are Apple. Because that's probably <laughs> going to be their last time on your site. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> if, if they saw, like, people are actively searching, trying to fix their problems. And if they can't instantly qualify you when they come on your website, does this person know, understand my problem? Do they have a solution for it? No? All right, I'm gone. Yeah. What would we say, like eight seconds? Yeah. Like six. Yeah, it's less than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as, as soon as they're like, this person has a confusing message, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you do? That, Tell me. That's like the biggest thing <laughs> yeah. we run into with companies that are just starting the process with us. Their websites were really confusing and people were just bouncing because I don't know what you do right away. I'm, there's other people that offer that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And it's not even always what do you do, but what are you going to do for me in my situation where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... Um, a really great strategy for trying to decide what should be on your website is just to answer, like write down all the questions Mm -hmm. that people ask you about your company and make a list of 20, 30, 40 questions and start prioritizing that and answer those questions. Uh, And and that's going to give you a really solid starting point as to what you should be saying on your website and why and where and how. But in a conversational way, you know, I, I think, um, People look at that and they're like, okay, well, I need to have an FAQ page. Well, not really. You need to answer those questions on the homepage yeah. or you know, um, on those top level pages. Let's talk about that. Who uses FAQ pages? <laughs> have you ever gone to an <laughs> FAQ page on a, on a website because yeah. you have frequently asked questions? 
I, I can imagine I did if you're well, Sonny does it Yeah <laughs> I do it all If you're a location If you're a museum And I need to know If I can bring my stroller in yeah. or not Sure mm-hmm. But if you're a SaaS product Meh I know I do, however, think those get a lot of Google searches because you might have typed out yes. that exact question. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that you're going to be serving your audience via Google search, which is just fine. So if you do that, then you need to have some way to convert on that page. Yeah. Right. You got to yes. get them in. Um, yeah. If you get in the traffic, especially on that page, you know, those high converting pages, you got to get them to do something. They got to do something. You got to. All right. Next, let's go through number two. The second one, simplify the sign-up process. And what I mean by that one is not making it so convoluted or complex Mm -hmm. to let someone actually do business with you. It sounds stupid that we actually have to say that. But literally, like every website that I analyze when they're coming in to talk to us, like, oh, what can we do better on our website? Mm -hmm. They have the most difficult way like I want to do business with you and I can't even figure out how to get in touch with you yeah and I don't want to just go to a standard contact form that I have no idea who's going to get you know respond to that like we need a way to simplify the process and just get out of the way yeah yep yeah we were looking at one the other day that uh they're all of their get a demo get a you know like their conversion points took you to a regular contact us page and then on that page was another link to contact them that went back to that page. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's really important to have those actual set landing pages. Like if you're saying get a demo, I want to go to a page that's talking about what I'm going to get out of that demo. I don't want to go to a contact page. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who's going to get that. It could be an intern. I'm not getting a demo yeah. from an intern. <laughs> no way. Way worse than that, I think, is request a call. And there's no time frame on when I'm going to get a call back. Mm-hmm. It just says request a call. You drop your phone number. You drop your name in there. And yeah. then, then you wait, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. <laughs> and especially now, I don't want, I'm, I'm, not answer, calls, yeah. I'm not answering phone calls if I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. So why not, Sam? Because <laughs> I don't want to talk to people I, I don't know. I have been getting into a habit of answering random phone calls lately just to mess with people. <laughs> I've just been getting fun. a lot of Mandarin Chinese phone calls. So. <laughs> it's time to learn Mandarin. I guess so. Yeah. We get all these calls about insurance and gosh, especially when open enrollment's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait till election. I know. Sonny. Yeah. Sonny what? loves elections. I <laughs> am so passionate about the process of election. Stop it. <laughs> what about the extended warranty on the car that you sold three years ago? Or the student loans you don't have. That. <laughs> I'll be real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, is that good? Do we want to go to the next one or we feel like that's confident in what we have? I, li- so I, um, I, I like the, the, the having an actual like step-by-step process, even on the homepage of what to expect once you do sign up. Like to already yeah. like break through the veil let me know what's going to happen. Do I need to install something first? Do I need to have an onboarding? Do you need to understand more about me before I can actually move on with your product? Ooh, yeah, good one. Let's go into that mm-hmm. because that we, in, in our foundry process, we yeah. outline steps to get started. And it's, it's something that so many companies skip over. So, um, and we always liken it to like a river, like trying to cross yeah. a river. And so let's say, all right, your your customer clearly understands, yes, I want to do business with this company. Mm-hmm. And they see that business on the other side of this river and they're standing on the opposite side. 
only they don't know how to get there now. Right. Like it sounds obvious that that's where I want to be, but you you have to show me yeah. what I need to actually do. Right. You don't want to take that blind jump, right? Mm-hmm. You need those little stepping stones to get over there. Yep. Because down the river is a waterfall, and you're gonna die. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> also there. I think there's like a case by case basis because sometimes you don't want somebody signing up for your software because they might need to be a good fit. They might need to, you might need to know more about them before you give them access because someone that has been properly onboarded or something could have a very bad experience with your software if they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But if your software doesn't require that, I don't want to go through the whole sales process. If I want to sign up now, I want to sign up now. So having a top of funnel offer and a bottom of funnel offer on your site mm-hmm. where if I don't need this whole long process, I want to get started right away, give yeah. me that option. Yeah, like I think the number one source of churn for most software is uh, people not actually adopting the use of the product. So their onboarding sucks and, you know, it's easy from a marketing perspective. And when you're the CEO of a SaaS company to be like, users, users, we got to get people in. I want to sell them a license for their company. And then, hey, we've done our job. Pass it to an account manager and we're done. Yeah. But like that's really just the start because you have to use those um, resources that you have to keep those customers happy just as if they've never heard of your company mm-hmm. and they have to buy that product again. Right. Answering questions. Yeah. You got to do it post sale too. They might have to be pitching it to uh, other users too within the group. Yeah. You know, and be able to talk about it with some sort of um, authority. That's right, yeah. Sam. Yeah. For sure. Sonny. Respect my authority. <laughs> Thank you, Sonny. You're about to make that lamp fall on your face. Just be careful. <laughs> I feel like this is a trap. It's Got danger. Here. Danger. Yep. Okay. So, man, we're flying through this list. I love it. The third one, you have to include your pricing on your bleeping website. Goodness. Yeah. I cannot stand it. Sam, gosh, tell me about it. I think we talk about this process quite a bit that you need to instantly qualify or dequalify yourself when you go onto a website. I want to know, is this a $1,000 software? Is this a dollar software? Like, yeah. Can I even afford this? Do I even want to spend the time Absolutely. researching the product anymore if I can't afford it in the in the first place? Yep. No. I want to see your price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see if it's for me and if I could bounce or stay. Yep. Nobody wants to waste their time. And everybody wants to say... Oh, but I don't, I don't want to, you know, we want someone to talk to sales. That's how we get them. We got to get them. We got to qualify them or we offer everybody different pricing. And Mm. so we don't want to actually like give away or (laughs) they're afraid that their competitors will see their pricing, which is dumb. Like let your competitors see your pricing, Yep. Yep. be better than them. Either you cost more, but you're a better service or you're not a better service. So you charge less. So like if your price is your only competitive advantage, you probably shouldn't be in business anyway. Yeah. That's one that really (laughs) I'm calling out. I think I think companies are going to start losing because they aren't being upfront with their pricing. Mm -hmm. It's the number two most clicked item on the homepage um, is pricing. Everybody wants to know. And if it is, if it's too complicated to explain, you know, if it's too, whatever, then start asking some questions and with a bot or whatever and trying to get that person to qualify themselves or put them in a bucket where you can give them a range. Um, You know, we've had that a couple of times where the clients just kind of talk, well, it's it's just so complicated. You know, we don't want to build out a a too complicated of a calculator or whatever. It's like, okay, all right. But then, you know, 
you have to have some kind of solution for it. And, we, you know, that's that's where a marketing company does come in. And they, you know, we're problem solvers. That's what we do. Yeah. We're going to give you solutions. We're going to come up with a way to do it. But you got to start talking about it. Let's break down the different ways to show pricing. Yeah. Like, what are some of the different ways that you've seen either our clients request mm-hmm. to show pricing or that we've helped them design or what? Sure. I mean, you know, the simple table is always an option um, or... Uh, with a simple calculator where you can add a slider for how many seats or users or yeah. however you want to break it down. Um, or like we do, you know, with a bot where you're kind of leading them through, asking them questions, letting them qualify themselves. And then you can give them a range. You can give them examples and case studies and build that relationship. You know, it doesn't always have to be just here's our price, take it or leave it. You know, it's it's starting that conversation and coming up with ways to do that digitally before you actually start talking to them. I like the idea of the of the bots. I like the idea of the mm-hmm. calculators. Tables are great too. Like it's very upfront. Yeah. Um and and it's kind of like the original pricing information was like, here are the three different kinds of plans you yep. can purchase. Here's a toggle to see what it looks like annually versus monthly. Mm-hmm. And you make your choice based off of that. Now that's pretty upfront. You're not really capturing any information. You're basically just showing somebody your price sheet. Yeah. Um the calculators is another cool option. We've mm-hmm. done that. We've been doing some more intuitive calculators with customers lately, which I think is really neat um, because a lot of companies today do have some kind of complex pricing model. And it's yeah. not it's not just cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I have five users. Therefore, I have five seats. Therefore, it's, yeah. it's $10 a user a month. Um, I mean, there's things like after you reach a certain threshold of whatever... Yeah, you, you get some the, kind of the price break. drops and, and yep. price mm-hmm. breaks, and mm-hmm. then you're adding add-ons and so on. So yeah, um, the pricing calculators mm-hmm. are really cool. Um, they're a little bit uh, complex to decide how it's going to be built sometimes, but I think they're pretty awesome. They're fun to play with. They are. I yeah. mean, li- fun to play with. Yeah, yep. just looking at a you know mm-hmm. from a UI standpoint, anything where you can have people interact and spend more time on your site, yeah, the better. You know. Yep. And if you can um, capture information during yeah. the process is is really ideal. So um, the bot idea is great. Mm-hmm. If you're using HubSpot or Drift um, or some of these other products out there, you can pose questions to people um, and, and ask them to give you feedback, which will then affect what the fee is that you're going to show them. So you come to our pricing page and it says, would you like to know pricing on better website or are you looking to generate a better website or generate better quality leads, which is basically inbound or websites. And based off of what you say, you mm-hmm. get triggered different sets of questions. And so if you say, Oh, you know, now my, I have about a hundred pages on my website. The next question is about WordPress HubSpot. Where's it hosted? Yep. And you know, you say WordPress. And so we're starting to gauge, okay, on our end, we're starting to populate, I'm starting, I know on the back end how much effort that's going to take. Right. It's going to be 100 pages. We're migrating it from WordPress to HubSpot. Uh, or maybe they don't have HubSpot yet and they're considering it. Um, it. The timeline is within the next two weeks, which is always like, oh, it's super urgent. Um, <laughs> always. But that like, and then when you when you finish that bot situation, you show them, okay, it looks like your website is going to be somewhere between 15,000 and 40,000. Yep. Um, Here's my cal- here's my calendar. Let's book a time and talk through this together. Regardless of if they book a time or not, you've just collected all that user's information. Mm-hmm. And so now you can go back and see from a sales perspective, 
those are people that I absolutely want to talk to because they've already answered all the questions I was going to ask them on a phone call. So those are really great opportunities um, to move forward. Well, you can move them down the funnel. You can start nurturing them because now you know enough about them to know what kind of things you could send them um, as far as emails and whatnot. So Sam Mm, marketing number four. Let's talk about video. Papa video. Anybody can write a review and anybody can fake a review fake it but i yeah. cannot fake a video review <laughs> <laughs> not yet not, not yet. yet it's coming i'm sure <laughs> but i want to see fake my that face. <laughs> someone like me had the same issue and this this xyz company solved it for them yep mm-hmm. and i want to say i have that problem this person had that problem yep. this company solved it mm-hmm. i want my problem solved let's talk more about this absolutely, absolutely. yeah yep it makes you feel so good when you're like, hey, can you show me an example? Or have you ever worked with a company that's done something like this? I sure can. Like, yeah, I sure can. Yep. But you're going to show them the video of the client telling them what an experience it was mm-hmm. and the results they got. And I don't have to. I'm not going to sell the project at that point. My past client sold the project at that yep. point. So using those videos. We're currently redoing our website and, and video on the homepage is a really critical component, like just explaining from a from what do we do kind of standpoint. Like we have to diversify and, mm-hmm. and show why we're a different company compared to everybody else. Yep. Rather than making somebody read a bunch of BS text that's on everybody <laughs> else's website about why they're different, like I'm going to tell you in 30 seconds why Web Canopy Studio is different and I'm going to have my clients on there too tell you about the experience that they've had with us. Absolutely. Like, and that one minute long video will do way more than any sales conversation that I'm ever going to have in the next couple months. Yeah. I, I think hope. Just from, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> 100%. And I think to um, something to know anytime you do have video is to have like a pull quote or something important. Um, another way for people to digest that content, because maybe I don't have the 30 seconds to give you right now. But if I see a pull quote of like this, you know, this company really solved X, Y, Z, then I'm like, okay. When I have time, I'm going to make time to watch that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but if I just see a video and I don't know what I'm clicking on. I know we've done other episodes about video. Yeah. But it's so easy. It's <laughs> not hard. Like technology yeah. today has made it so easy. And that's that's a huge hindrance for people. Like some clients are like, oh my god, Terrified gosh, of it. Yeah. I don't want to have to. Now this is this project of hiring this video production company and it doesn't have to. No. You can use your computer camera and make just fine videos. Mm-hmm. And you'll throw an intro and an outro on it in iMovie. Yeah. And you've got a great video. It doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah. And I, screens keep getting better, but so does the recording equipment. You yep. know, I mean, cell phones have amazing <laughs> video yeah. capabilities in them. Um, I as think long the, as you're not using a brick. I think the brick. <laughs> I think the uh, case studies on our website, the video testimonials yeah. were just done with like an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, your and there's first, nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> your first venture into video doesn't need to be a Tarantino film. It, <laughs> it just needs to convey yeah. your message accurately yeah. it, that resonates with people. And yep. that's all you need to do. It could just be audio with B-roll playing over and it still resonates with people. That's it. <laughs> Sam dropping knowledge. Yep. It's still good to see somebody talk. <laughs> that was kind of the point of it all. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Ah. Oh my goodness. He's picking on me. Oh, I thought our audio stopped though. It wasn't recording. No, it's recording. Um, okay, so then uh the last point to make is about optimizing for voice. 
um, as I say that as my voice is hoarse and getting mm. over a cold. Um, this one is really about the changes in how people search. So I think it's as of 2020, it's expected that there's going to be more voice searches than there are mm. text searches, Yeah, which is crazy. People using Siri, people using OK Google, yep. Alexa, mm. like there's more searches happening via voice than there are text. Now, I would argue the kind of searches that are happening, like I'm sure people mm. are not. What right are you now, searching for? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, no one's going to go to Alexa and ask her about supply chain management and distribution <laughs> software. Like, Probably not. She wouldn't pick it she's all She's not going to no. understand that. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's not coming. Yeah. And people are doing voice search for other things. So how do you how do you prepare your company to do that? I, honestly, it's an entirely different podcast. But to touch on it, yeah. like your website now has to be ready for that. And in order to do, to do that, we have to produce content that makes sense in cluster format Mm -hmm. um, where other pieces of content relate to that original piece of content that you're talking about. And if you have, if you have a pillar page or a pillar piece of content that you're answering questions on that pillar page, Liz. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not sales, you know, it's not, um, this is what we do and why you need to buy from us. It's um, making yourself a thought leader in the space and talking about whatever industry it is or whatever questions you can ask. Like we talked about FAQs, you know, at the beginning, it's not FAQs about the product. It's FAQs about how people are using it in real life or um, how it relates to their, their world. Um, uh, So it's a different way to look at it too. You don't, you definitely want to have those opportunities sprinkled in there about like, this is how you could use our thing to do mm-hmm. it, but this is, you know, um, this is how it works. If I'm putting together a pillar page around, let's just say inbound marketing. Yeah. I want to have what is inbound marketing at the mm-hmm. very top because I want that to be like, I, I want that to be an authority and I want that to be a question that people see and the likelihood of phrasing it in a such, in, in, in such a way that it's conversational. Yep. That is the kind of stuff that is served in snippets. Um, snippets are like the Google searches, um, at the top of a, bless you, Thank you at the top of Google. So now like, and whether you realize it or not, as you search things, you're being served the answer at the beginning of your search for the most part. And then yep. you have, obviously you can do a lot of different resources. Those are snippets. Um, why are you laughing, Sam? Is it just the cutest little sneeze I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just let it go. Why do you got to hold it back? No, Cause then it's loud and you gross. do you I don't do. be embarrassed. No. Ah, snippets snippets (laughs) organize your topic uh or your pillar page by answering questions maybe that's your faqs uh answering questions and um using lists and Mm -hmm. bullets wherever you can um using images and video where you can gifts gifts not Mm -hmm. gifs thank you no it's not peanut butter nope um it's not graphics it's not graphics graphics it's an animal Oh my. Okay. Bring <laughs> back it on back. topic. Bring it back. Bring it back. I mean, that's mainly it. Like those are the, the structuring your website or your, your pillar page so that it answers questions. And the idea is that those questions should start as the website starts to perform well and you're getting links back to that original yep. pillar page. Those should start serving as, as answers in Google and snippets uh, will give you the voice uh, search optimization. Mm-hmm. Bam. Done. All right. There's so, so much more about that though. We're 
we got to talk more about that one. You want to talk more about that one? Not right now. Okay. But just in general. I'm just you saying we should do one. another <laughs> podcast. Probably. This is just the tip. <laughs> oh, Whoa. just Sonny. Sonny, this is Sonny <laughs> making it leave the uh, of the iceberg. Podcast. The oh. tip of the iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic. Titanic tried just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Didn't go so (laughs) well. Yep. Okay. So I mean, with that, like we can wrap it up. It's uh, about a twenty-five minute long podcast. I'm content. I think we answered a lot of questions. Short and sweet this week, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it, y'all. That's a wrap. Bye bye. Bye.